1: what is up everybody welcome back to another edition of chasing the tide your saltwater connection on the Paladin finn podcast network y'all know me if you do dustin if not now you know dustin i'm the host here um you know it's been a rough kind of few weeks here we've had a lot of rain uh you know just kind of trying to adjust to find fish with some upcoming redfish tournaments coming up so just having to you know roll the dice on some new areas and and, and figure them out so it's been been having fun with that, you know, just with the weather pattern. Duh, weather patterns changing, you know, the springtime transition, everything going over here. We were a little late with that after that crazy freeze we had back in February. So uh, things are starting to heat up now, and uh, looking pretty promising on the redfish side of things. So, uh, you know, the whole thing, you know, after this freeze, we we've, we've had a reduction in trout. And, you know, this got me to thinking about, you know, I've, I've, I've preached it on the show before about this program called Release Over 20. And, uh, you know, it's a it, it's a pleasure to get to have this guy on the show tonight and uh, have him share some of his info, his backstory and everything. So I want to bring Dave Flad on board. We're going to bring him in and, and, and see what's going on. What's going on tonight? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Dustin? All hanging in there, you know, yeah, big fan of your show,
2: and uh, I like watching Paddle and Finn. And, uh, I've seen you on social media and appreciate your oh, support. You. Yeah, I love your hat. Oh, yeah, so you gotta get that in there, the represent,
1: show. represent, yeah, man, <laughs> it, it's an honor. So, thank you. Oh, it's an honor for for y'all, man, to reshare pictures and, and, and everything, you know. Um, uh, at, at one point, um, Judd from Eastern current reached out and got me on to talk about some track trout tactics and stuff. And then that's kind of, you know, I had already been kind of submitting fish to the release over 20 initiative and everything. And once I find out about that, you know, I was all, all in on that stuff and trying to push it, you know? So, um, no, that, that's awesome. So well, we usually start to show out, you know, just, uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and get a little backstory. Um, and, uh, some of your fishing history and, and kind of what, led you into this today. Um, and we'll roll into some other stuff that kind of spins off there. Okay. Uh, so if you had asked me 10 years ago,
2: would, would saltwater fishing be as big a part of your life as it is today? And secondly, would you own a lure company and be a lure designer and have a conservation initiative? I would have completely just laughed at you and and said, what are you, crazy? So (laughs) I'm kind of new compared to a lot of people. You know, you listen to podcasts and uh, most of these people, like they had a dad or a granddad took them out when they could barely walk and caught their first fish, you know, when they were in diapers. That wasn't me at all. So I kind of had that. Um, I'm originally from Western New York. I've lived in in Charleston for almost half my life, so I'm kind of – a lot of people can't really, they can't tell where I'm from by my accent because I have a mixture of Rochester, New York, and Charleston, South Carolina. It's a, it, <laughs> no one can place it. It's really weird because where I'm originally from, Rochester, has a a very distinct accent that's nothing like Southern drawl at all.
1: Yeah, my mother-in-law's but, sister lives in Rochester. We visited oh, yeah. there a
3: couple times. So you know yeah. the accent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's hard to lose it. But anyway, I, I grew up on the Finger Lakes. Uh, I had my, my dad had built his mom, a, a little cabin on Canandaigua Lake. So I spent a fortunate to spend a lot of my summers down there in my formative years when I was, you know, pretty young and I spent all my summer in uh, swim trunks and, and that's it. And, uh, do as much fishing as I could. My dad died when I was really young, so I didn't have a, a, a dad to show me all that stuff. So I kind of fished off the dock and I'd, I love fishing, but I just didn't have the opportunity if you know what I mean. So, yeah. um, fished in the ponds and stuff when I grew up, but when, it wasn't until I moved to Charleston and I started like a lot of people, um, do where I had a friend take me out in November, and went trout fishing and caught you know double digits of trout and that really got me excited and started reading about it and bought a boat and became a big part of my life and and i've converted friends that exact same way taking them out they bought boats and got into it so i started fishing about 15 years ago and i've been on the fast track ever since then so um you know, that's that's kind of my history of fishing. But I, I kind of if I if I um you know, I'm, I'm an engineer, so I'm like I'm, I'm really voraciously trying to learn something if, when I get into it. And I was doing all that, reading all I can, getting on the water as much as I could. And I kind of hit a plateau like I, I would fish the same creek to try to really learn the nuances of the, you know, the drop offs. And just mm-hmm. or, people told me that's what I should do. So that's what I did. And I got I learned this creek really well, but I kind of got to a point where I just wasn't getting to the next level, and that's when I met who's now my business partner, Ralph Phillips. Been fishing for 50 years here in Charleston, and we just struck up a friendship. And uh, he he kind he kind of mentored me. It was kind of like a apprenticeship sort of. And he he has a saying um, that if you catch a fish on a on a on a cut or live bait doesn't count. Right. It's got to be an art. You got to fool with an artificial a little bit artificial and he'll, sure. you know, he'll make fun of you if you do, or he'll say, that oh, does not count, you know, catching that shrimp doesn't count. And, um, and that, and so he taught me how to fish artificial lures. I already was a little bit, but he gave me the confidence to be able to read the water and, um, you know, to use the, just the right technique to feel very subtle bites and he has of, of all the people I've ever met, the feel that guy has is almost um, supernatural. Like he can he can feel the slightest trout bite that I with the with the best equipment, same equipment as his, same spot, same lures. I I sometimes even today won't feel that bite, and he will yes. he will pull out a, a, a nice trout. And it's just experience, you know. Right. And, um, right.
1: We, we deal with that here. Like, uh, in the wintertime months where we target our, our river our deeper pockets and all that in the river our deeper drop-offs. And, uh, you know, I had a friend that, that worked with me over here. He's, he's back in Georgia. Now uh, he retired from where, uh, the, the chemical plant we work at. And, uh, he was the same way. I mean, he just, that, that slightest little tick or it, it feels like a wet sponge almost mm-hmm. on a lot. If you can say that. And it took a little time to adjust, but being a crossover, from also fishing for bass, you know, you're kind of used to some of them like a Carolina rig bite or something like yeah. that. So it was, once I picked it up, it was it started, you know, feeling the the right way, it, it changed a lot. But like you said about your partner there, he, that's something different to pick up on. And it's, it's it takes time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it's something you can
2: learn. And I'm, I'm proof mm-hmm. of it. You know, I've, I've tried really hard. I've, I've worked really hard on my technique you know, you gotta have the right equipment. It's, you know, as you know, a, a three, $400 rod is worth every penny when oh, it yeah. comes to, uh, to fit feeling that subtle bite of a big trout. Um, and I'm much better at it than I ever have been. But, um, you know, I still don't think I'll ever catch up maybe when I've been fishing 50 years, <laughs> but anyway, that that's, that's my history. And,
1: um, and, uh, yeah. So, um, awesome. And then that yeah. that friendship kind of led to and you being an engineer as yourself, you're, you know, yourself kind of led to another little you're saying that he's your business partner. And that led you all into yeah. what is known as I strike fishing, you know, um, yeah. big yeah. time.
2: <laughs> so we you know, the history is that we we started out. We we felt like we wanted to f- almost do what Seltz doing. We wanted to film instructional videos. If you know, it almost seems comical now because so many people are doing that. Everyone on YouTube has just got a GoPro, and um, back then in 2014, the, the space was was pretty wide open. I mean, it wasn't; it was a lot of opportunity for that. But I could see it coming, and I thought, "There's no way we're going to be able to monetize this." There's, it's too easy for people to give stuff away for free and it's just not a good business model. You know, we, so I, I, had, I had, I had bought some equipment and we, I have a whole bunch of film. that's really bad. <laughs> but, um, there's some, there's some gems in there, but uh, the audio is terrible and this and that, but I was learning. But he had also been saying that he wanted to, to have a jig head with a really, with a really big eye because it, the offshore lures that he used to use when he was um, chartering all had really big eyes, like the big chugger plugs and things. Yes. And uh he always used the Cody jig head, which is uh, the only real jig head at the time that had a, a pretty good, pretty, um you know, prominent eye that it's painted on, but it was, um it had a good hook. It, it's a great. I mean, it's a great jig head. But he's like, I, I really wanted an eye that's like twice that size. And, you know, I, I kind of, um, being an engineer, I, I'm not afraid to try. So <laughs> right, we, we set out to make that jig head and it was really mostly for us. So we didn't, we weren't really thinking it was going to be a, a business. We made a mold that would pour six at a time and we'd pour it on my back porch and, um, when we first tried it, we had a lot of success with it. It was uh, we had a, we had a slam of really quality fish, and it seemed like it performed better than any other jig. Of course, you know one data point doesn't prove anything, but um, it had a lot of promise, and we believed in the concept. You know, I'm an optical engineer, so I believe in um, in that fish. You know, when they if they can see a a lure crossing their their field of view, if they can identify an eye that's going to tell them that it's, it's a, it's food and it's not a threat or a, it's not like a stick going by that. Yes. That's something I need to strike. And the bigger the eye, the further their way they're going to see it and the more prominent. And if you look at a lot of minnows, their eyes are relatively very large. It's like a, you know, like a, a baby person has got really big eyes. You know, it's like when you look at a minnow, the first thing you see is the eye. So, that that was the whole concept. It's it's not re it's not like reinventing the wheel. It's not like we made anything mm-hmm. new. We just made it better. I, I think
1: enhanced it, enhanced it. Yeah, and <laughs> yes. um,
2: a better mousetrap, I guess you'd say. Yeah, and for um, sure. It, but the other thing that with that that our um, goal was was to have it everything that we make be high quality. We didn't want to make cheap Walmart jigs like that you would buy at a bargain bin we wanted the best hook we could find and that we built that first product was a trout eye three ounce on a mustad ultra point hook and then we were one of the first companies to actually say what hook we built it on and a lot of people respected that they're like you know a lot of times these jigs they, they're just it's a hook they don't say what it is mm-hmm. and we came right out and said look this is an expensive hook this is the best hook you can buy this is a wide gap um black nickel super sharp really strong quality hook so even if you don't buy into the eye concept this is still going to be the best jig head that you can put your hands on and that was our concept it's pretty simple and you know as far as like the name i strike fishing uh it's marketing you know we, we we have, you can't patent a, a, a jig head. There's, they're already out there. Um, but our approach was to kind of own the space of a big eye jig. We have a lot of copycats um, back then we were the only one with a really, with that prominent eye and there's, there's a lot of copycats out there now, but we sort of, I feel like we, from a marketing standpoint, we own, we own it as a, um, A center point of our business like all of our jigs have big eyes on them the biggest eye you can you can put on a jig for the weight um that's our products so i mean it's pretty simple but that's our that's our take
1: yeah and it's a super cool if uh (laughs) if y'all out there and haven't heard of it y'all need to go and check them out (laughs) appreciate that
2: You know, and a lot of our our other products since the trout eye have really just been trying to take that same concept of the largest eye um, on a jig head and and presenting it in different ways with different, um, you know, approaches. So we have our weedless eye, which has a weed guard. We have our best-selling product right now, which is the Texas eye, which is an articulating head. Um, I have an example right here. So it has a swing head and it's, it's weedless. There you go. <laughs> Thank there you, you. go. <laughs> wow. Technology. Yeah. Um, and
1: if you're, if you're listening to this on, on a podcast stream, you're not going to be able to see this, but if you want to tune in on Facebook or YouTube, you will be able to look at this whole layout right here. What we got. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you're talking about the, the Texas eye with the articulating jig head. That's right. Yes, and, sir. and you All can right. see there that we now have three,
2: categories of them we have the Texas Eye uh, finesse yes which is built on a one-out hook that came out um last winter yes uh been hugely successful i love it myself it's great for those little profiles like a, a slim swim three inch or a yep. streak three seven five z man um and then we also have the texel uh, yes the big old five-aught um three eighths and half ounce for mm-hmm. the, the big, the big old fish. Um, I, interestingly, a couple weeks ago, I was out at the uh, near shore reef off Charleston and I was uh, dropping that down at 30 feet of water, catching um, black sea bass. And um, yeah. a couple times I lost my, uh, my plastic. So I just left it off and just dropped the damn straight jig head down there and <laughs> wow. was catching, you know, 15 inch, sea bass on that thing like as fast as i could drop it down so wow um that's kind of cool i mean i I don't know how much of that was just that they were really turned on kind of in a frenzy or um you know it might also be that they they saw that eye you know we've had a lot of people catch Mm -hmm. fish on the on the raw jig um i I had a guest um, on my boat one day and he caught a largemouth on this he had Dropped the hook over the side while he was doing something else and picked the rod up. And there
1: was a large mouth on it. Bass on it. So, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Crazy.
3: Yeah.
1: But yeah, it's, it's the something with the, you know, it has to do with the eyes and there, there is, um, you know, you can go and order these things individually, which is cool. So you can order them in bulk and actually get a little break in the price. Um, and there's yeah. different color of, uh, eyes available too. So you can go through and order different ones at different weights and, you know, kind of, a uh, use it to what you're targeting and kind of what the watercolor is and clarity, you know, it's Mm -hmm. cool.
2: Yeah. We distinguish the color by the eye color and we have six choices, actually seven. If you consider we, we have a pure black eye for the, for the Texas eye finesse. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's, that's probably a good opportunity to, to mention. We get the question a lot, like what, what's the relationship with Z man and how, how do they, you know, how does that relationship work? And, um, so Z-Man is our, are our partners. Just, there, there's no ownership or anything like that. It's kind of a, a mutually beneficial partnership where um, they have distribution li- rights for all tackle shops in the country. So our jigs, if you go to um, Academy or Bass Pro or something like that, you'll find them under the, the familiar Z-Man blue labeling.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: it's the same jig head though. And you'll see yes. that there are, are logos on the packaging. Um, They handle all that distribution themselves. We don't really have to get involved, which is super nice. Um, But we do have our own little store, our online store, isedrivefishing.com. And, you know, the one thing that instead of just selling in like the the typical three packs, the one thing that I've reserved for us is we're the only place where you can buy our jigs in bulk and save a lot of money. So that's kind of an incentive for people to come straight to us. Um, If you Mm -hmm. buy a lot, you can save up to 30%, which is almost wholesale price. And a lot of people do. So more and more people like from all every day we're shipping out packages all across the country. And um, we're starting to see more and more get shipped to the Northeast and um, in the Midwest. And people starting using them for saltwater. They're discovering them and using them for walleye and um, crappie and bass, of course. Oh yeah. Um, So, so that's a relationship. It's the same jig head. Uh, we also ha- we also collaborate co- collaboratively um, develop products with Z-Man sometimes, and you'll see those um, in our. We have the Bullseye Spinnerbait. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the new new bait eye, and then mm-hmm. the the um, the new Eye Strike Chatterbait, which is this one. Yes. Which are excited is,
1: about. Is a beast the red yeah
2: Woo. it's uh we're, we're excited about it it's uh yeah it's it's good for bass and redfish
1: yeah it's good for bass um, if you just want a, something without a skirt and just want to yeah. do a bigger swim bait on it um redfish along you know shell edges and grass lines um mm-hmm. over the flats uh slow rolling in deeper channel swings and in, in back uh, creeks in the mm-hmm. winter for redfish has been great the mm-hmm. bullseye Uh, I'll have one of them tied on tomorrow and I'll be slinging it all day along with a gold (laughs) spoon. I sure will. Yeah. Um, And they're um, they're stout and they're, they're durable. I can throw it on straight braid on my power mag and horse. I can horse the fish in on them, you Mm -hmm. know, and get them to the boat, get them in the net, you know, so it is, it's a stout and it's got a a cool color. Um, You know, the, the wire on it's the right, it's a little duller color, not shiny. And then there's a couple sizes for the blade. So if you want extra thump, there's a little bigger blade. But, you know, the jig head having that strong hook, just like you said, that black nickel helps with the corrosion. Um, you know, it's just, uh, that's my go to spinner bait. I'll tell you that right now nice. <laughs> for red for redfish. Deb, sure is.
2: I appreciate that. We're, yeah, we're excited <laughs> about it. And it, we're only just getting started in terms of people discovering them. Um, that because of COVID, they haven't really had a chance to get widely distributed yet, but they will be soon. Um, this is another one that we came out with called the finessi. That's another collaborative project product. And the thing about this, it's got, it's got that sort of lighter wire hook on it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I designed these things to be vertically jig. So the, the way the weights distributed, if you put a a Z man lure on that thing, it's going to, it's going to hang horizontally Mm -hmm. when you, when you jig it and it looks super natural, just and, small um, little,
1: small little twitches is what uh, on the yep. bass side we call that a Damici rig.
2: That's exactly right, Damici rig. Yeah. And uh, um, the uh, the guys at uh, Sweetwater TV uh, are uh-huh. using them a lot and having a lot of success with them. So that's exciting. Uh, we're we're really really uh, excited to have our jig start crossing over
1: a little bit to freshwater as well.
2: Yes, it, it kind of helps, and uh, it's good. It's good for z good for us. So
1: it's exciting. Yeah, the 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 Texas the weedless one uh, mm-hmm. uh, with a with a fluke. If I want to get them down, fishing a little deeper, submergent grass, uh, that's a great jig head. Instead of using like a a belly weighted hook, you know, you can use that that. And the way that articulating head is on that, that kind of limits the fish having leverage to be able to throw it when a bass comes up and jumps and hits that gill flare and shake. You know. Um that helps with the limit some of the leverage that fish is getting and can come on un- unpinned, you know. So that that's mm-hmm. a that's a big plus in and wanting to throw one of those too. Really yeah. cool. Cool. Cool stuff. Man, so so how did that Z Man uh collaboration like kick off?
2: <laughs> uh yeah. So we're fortunate. Um Z Man's head world headquarters is about five miles from my house. And um the uh the president, uh Daniel Nussbaum is a personal friend of uh, my partner, Ralph and I, and, uh, when we started making these things in like, you know, six at a time, we were fishing them ourselves and showing pictures and things. And, you know, we were talking to him and he saw them, gave him some, he was fishing with them himself and he was really impressed with them. And he, you know, he asked if we could, you know, sit down and open our books and see if we could work out the financials to have them carry it as a product. And, uh, um, of course, that was like, <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> That's like, man, did that Holy just happen?
2: Yeah. Did that really just happened. <laughs> where would we be without that happening? Um, yeah, it uh, it literally put us on the map, and we are so thankful for them. We tell them all the time, and I think it's I think it's mutual. You know, we we're, we we uh, have a great relationship where everything is wide open, and uh, you know. We'll share and help out each other any way we can. But uh, most of all, I think it's just you know the, their their customers like them too. So it's been um I, I I've heard some you know, unofficial you know quotes about how well they sell, mm. and it's staggering. Uh, I've I've heard from. Like uh, one of the shows they do for um, the distributor, every tackle shop east of I-95 in North Carolina carries our jigs. Yeah. Uh, we just went to a place called uh, Easy. Uh, sorry, I can't remember their name. It's a, it's a really big shop in North Carolina.
0: The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911, and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com.
3: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to Tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: And there were our, our jigs were in NCAP right in front of their whole room dedicated to jig heads. And I said, How how are these sell? And he said they're, they're by far our number one best selling jig head. And I was like, wow, that's cool. And I told him who I was, and he's like, Yeah. I seen you on Instagram. <laughs> I thought that was you. <laughs> I so, thought that was you. Yeah. You never know, who, you know, when you put yourself out there, who's paying attention or not. But uh, it was kind of cool. We talked to that
1: guy for a good long while.
2: Yeah, but, and then, uh, I mean, in yeah. social
1: media, wow, that's uh you know, you can pay to do ads, but once you grow, you know, to a certain level, you know, that's just free advertisement. You know, it's kind of, you know, that's a big plus to win all this. Facebook and Instagram and all this other stuff kicked off. And, you know, and that's a great marketing tool, you know, Mm -hmm. to be able to share these photos and have other people tag and share and, and then, you know, using the product, a lot of good feedback and everything. So, man, you know, like you said, you know, oh, I saw you. on, So I kind of thought that was, you (laughs) you know, but that's what, as a company, you know, it's, you're missing out if you're not, not using that social media to your advantage. Yeah. yeah, That's that's a good deal. And that's
2: the only way we've done it. It's been all Instagram. Yep, organically you know, grown through Instagram. Props to Instagram, account. but yeah, just organically. And you know, we we purposely won't have like bikini models showing our stuff. We I mean, I, we could probably have a right. hundred thousand followers if we showed bikini models, but that's not what we're all about. I'd, I'd rather show um, you know a, a girl in a in a flannel shirt who knows how to mm. fit, um, using yeah. who who really uses our jigs and likes our jigs. Um, you know, we've grown sta- slow and steady, man. If you could watch our our followership, it's just been like uh, a real gentle slope for uh, the last, you know, six years. Um, up to I think we're at a little over 18,000
1: followers now. Yeah. That algorithm they readjusted like last year kind of threw a wrench in some things. Yeah. And there's some little tricks here and there, but uh, you know, it, it, it's, it, I'd rather see that organic growth, you know, it just, just from putting good stuff out there, good content and, and having a good product, you know, that mm-hmm. Trump, that Trump's the bikini model all day in my book, serious yeah. fisherman, Yep. Same <laughs> for sure. But yeah, man, that, uh, that collab with Z man had to be something special because I know uh, them as a lure company, you know, I religiously throw their, their jackhammers when they mm-hmm. partnered with the evergreen and came up with that. And the way it just, the, the, the noise and, Mm-hmm. vibration of that one on the bass side of things is just mm-hmm. awesome. Um they they <laughs> I did ruin a few in the salt water, you know, just causing the corrosion and stuff yeah. in there. It's just a different different environment for it. So when they came out with the with the the, the, the i-strike g head on the on the chatterbait blade, I was just like, "Oh, that's the one. I got a <laughs> first chance I could get those. I was ordering them." <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> but man, that's awesome. So, you know, growing that company from from nothing to what it is now that that's really cool and i'm glad you got to. i appreciate you coming on here and sharing that with everybody Sure. um you know and then you know fishing around the charleston area you know and y'all had some um you know some uh heavy freeze and kind of it had an impact on the on the trout fishery there along the eastern it happens a lot at times (laughs) yeah so uh here it does there, there was uh, an initiative. You kind of you kicked this off on your own and, uh, and then kind of turned this into a whole movement. And if, mm-hmm. if anybody doesn't know, I've been a, a, a supporter of it it's when I found out about it. You know, I, I'm originally from Georgia, from the St. Simons Island area. Okay. Um, I grew up fishing that inshore water over there and know, you know, what the cold does over there, too, and how they move uh, around. Some of the trout might be a little more migratory. that area and kind of move in and out and some stuff but you know i i I do know what that extreme cold can do so when you kind of set up your own you know size limit kind of catch and release kind of deal and and what you ended up doing is a release over 20 initiative i'm rocking Mm -hmm. the hat we talked Mm -hmm. about that earlier and you you just kind of kick this off as your own initiative and then it grew from that And, and can you Tell everybody kind of what what started all that. I I don't know if I hit it all right or um, just, just, you know, give the backstory on that and then we'll talk about where it's at today.
2: Sure. Um, So I've been doing this myself for about nine or 10 years and it originated because I asked, uh, I asked someone that uh, was kind of close to how laws are made um, regarding our natural resources in, in South Carolina. I asked if it, um, if there'd ever be an upper, if there could ever be an upper slot for trout, and it was really selfish, it was like wanting to catch more bigger trout. Mm-hmm. And the answer I got was, it's never going to happen, which I found frustrating. But I thought it just kind of um, was an epiphany. It was like, well, there's nothing saying I can't set my own upper slot, and I'll just I'll make an upper slot and I'll follow it even though, you know, screw the law, you know, power to the people, you know, I can just yeah. do this myself and I'll try to just lead by example and maybe other people will do it also. And that's what I've done um, real slowly, though, you know, 10 years ago, there wasn't much social media. So mm-hmm. there was more like fishing forums, right? And <laughs> Correct. There's one. There's one here in Charleston that's really popular. And I would just, I would say, well, you know, hey, I caught a 20 inch trout and I released it because, you know, to spawn. And I think that these fish are important and should go back and be caught again and not kept, you know, keep the smaller ones, let the big ones go. And then um, to my surprise, people started also adapting that and they would come up and tell me, hey, I heard you say that or I saw it on the forum and I really agree with it. And I do it, too, which is really cool.
3: Yeah.
2: And um, now now that. I have I strike, I have more of a platform because we have a lot of followers and things. Mm-hmm. I was trying to, in the back of my mind, trying to think about how, if, like, I wanted to make this a thing, but I didn't really have a lot of confidence that it would resonate with people. And I did not know what to call it. And, and, you know, it was like, and I got, I'm busy. So I, you know, I just never got around to it. And then, um, I was, talking about this on that um, Eastern current podcast that you mentioned with Judd and um, Joe Neely from CCA, North Carolina was listening. So you never like, again, again, you never know who's listening, right? Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. might be listening to this podcast and something might come out of it. You never know. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> um, he, he said, man, this is exactly our philosophy and we were hundred percent believe in this. Let's make it something. So that gave me the, the kick in the butt to uh, to to do something, and, and thanks to Joe because he he helped um, you know get that that logo we have on your hat, yes, which is really cool, and oh, yeah. um, and they they have sort of um, you know we we list them as a um, as a co-founder of the initiative, but they're kind of in a supporting role um, for now. I've been doing this all by myself in my spare time as a passion project. And, um, you know, the way it's growing, I'm not going to be able to do it by myself much longer, I don't think, which is great. That's that's what it's all about. So um, I, I, didn't, I haven't even mentioned what it's about. <laughs> but, <laughs> so in a nutshell, it's just encouraging people to release big fish. The reason is that they're mostly all female, almost all species of fish, the bigger, biggest fish are female. And um, they're the spawners of the brood you know, they're, you can argue that their genetics are more significant because they've survived things like cold snaps, um, yes. disease, um, avoiding eaten by prey or, or even fishermen, exactly. you know, they're, they're survivors and there's genes are, those genes are important to, to, to propagate. So, um, and if you do that, there's going to be more big quality fish to catch more, Uh, citations more release more 30 30 fish out there which everyone wants and you know our friends at uh, speckled truth have made that a really cool thing i mean before speckled truth yeah i mean there are certain diehard anglers who who value those fish a lot but they've made it so that the whole country it's sort of a point of pride if you can catch a big fish and release Mm -hmm. a big trout that's really saying something you know and they've made it Cool by rewarding it with um, their uh, dirty thirty boxes and things like that. So,
1: and then even the the twenty seven to yeah twenty nine point nine nine inches fist is a citation, which hell, I I've dug that because the all the stickers were really cool and each state had yeah. its own sticker and they were pretty rad and it's like a it's like a badge of pride for oh man I caught one over twenty seven inches and the same thing with the dirty thirty you know down here you know pre freeze it was I mean it was starting to be insane again Mm -hmm. it was just like we we you know we went to a five fish limit south of uh, matagorda the colorado river and we actually went to a uh uh, an upper slot you could only have one fish over 25 inches in your five fish stringer Mm -hmm. and once that was implemented you know i did i saw a big difference in some of the areas yeah yes for sure very interesting
2: Cause, uh, I've heard that same thing. Um, Tyler Capella as a guide out of uh, Tampa Bay, Florida over the last like three years has put a lot of restrictions on their trout mm-hmm. and he's, he had made a post and, and tagged us in it. I don't know Tyler, but, uh, respect him a lot. And, uh, he said that the, the trout fishing there is, is the best it's ever been for quality and quantity. Yep. So it does, it does make a difference and in angling behavior. Can make a real difference if um if everyone if, if numbers of people percentages of people do it they can make a difference i, I truly believe that and that's oh, why yes. i'm at sure. least over 20. um yeah so it's it's really encouraging people to set their own limit and it's not really 20 inches per se it's that's my limit and it's also marketing wise it's kind of catchy it's a round number yes here in charleston that's a four-year-old fish but in your area a four-year-old fish is about 23 i think yes sir and um you know it might it might make more sense if you're fishing the laguna madre to say well my limit's 24 or 23. um anything above that i'm letting go and um it would have the same effect it's just you see what i mean it's it's like setting Mm -hmm. your own limit it's not really like but that being said my initiative I'm rewarding people for anything over 20 inches. So yeah. if you're in Texas and you, you're catching hundreds of them, I'm going to still um, have you entered in the program, send you free stuff as much as you want to participate. I'm, I'm, I'm welcoming it
1: because um, so, every, every fish, you know, makes a difference really for sure. Yeah. And I was, I was kind of already before I even knew about the program, you know, i I been, unless it was like hooked real weird in the gills or something, um, I wasn't keeping many fish trout over 20 inches anyways because I feel that, you know, the 17 to 19-inch fish, there's plenty of, a plenty of filet on there if you want to make fish tacos. Yeah. They don't have that gritty texture mm-hmm. um, like some of the bigger filets would have. Um, over time, I had kind of figured that out. I was like, you know what? Oh, I'm just going to keep these smaller ones and take a few home for dinner. And that's what I'll normally do. I'm not – no kind of meat haul or nothing like that and i know yeah there there's some there's stuff out there that that, that that does that people pay you know guys to get taken out they want to try to get their mm-hmm. their freezer bags of fish and you know have time put them in the freezer i'd rather catch them that day bring a couple home and, and cook them that evening fresh or make a good batch of ceviche or you know make some fish smoke them and make some fish dip or something like that yeah. the same same day <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of that- old, old man, anyways and then the whole thing behind You with the, you know, getting into the uh, the spawning capacity and how much uh, you know, fry they produce, the bigger females, Um, right? So, yeah, that's a whole another aspect. And and you've kind of at the end of each month, you have a tally of who all submitted what Mm -hmm. and from where, and then kind of do a giveaway. So, that's that's pretty cool too, you know? Yeah,
2: so when people enter their fish, they if if they go to releaseover20.com, which is easy to remember. It brings them right to the entry form and then they have a choice of, I'll send them free decals, um, you know, at no charge to them whatsoever. It's all, it's all based on the funding that we receive. And, um, there's three options. You can receive the original decal. Same as on your hat. Yes. And then I made this one up to help encourage people to enter fish and it's a QR code, which means, if you take your cell phone camera and then, so before you actually push the picture button it has like a live video image, if you, all you gotta do is point it at this and it'll pop the um, URL for the entry form. Yes. Right there. All you gotta do is hit one push with your finger and there's the form and it's mobile friendly. So when I, when I catch one myself, I do enter my own fish and I'll do it right on the boat right after I release it. I'll enter it right mm-hmm. then. It takes about 10 seconds. Um, and then, what I wasn't expecting, but I think is really cool, is that there's certain individuals who are almost becoming like celebrities, who are entering lots of fish. And for that reason, I made up these things, these little helmet decals.
0: Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top of the line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Try to get it to There it is.
1: Yeah. I, I had just recently started getting all those in January. So I got like a nice right. collection, a nice collection started on my on my back of one of my kayaks that I dropped. Okay, cool, yeah.
2: <laughs> so I've been trying to get people to send me pictures of their of the, where they're doing it. So I, I have started on the inside gunnel of my boat, a little little hit list there, and I've got nine so far this year, which I'm proud That's of. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, the first year, our biggest uh, participant is Corey Mayo out of Virginia, and he was receiving the big stickers, these ones. He has like a, a a pail or like a waste can in his office. He literally papered that thing with all of his decals. <laughs> it's like hundreds of decals, so it turned out pretty cool. Um, it got a little a little pricey for us, which is fine. I'm happy to do it, but uh, these things make it a little more economical to tally the little the little guys. But uh, people like it, and it's a fun way to go. There you go, sweet. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> starting (laughs) uh, to get a little tally on there (laughs) there you go so we do so we do that and then um i'm gonna show you that's mine there you go oh yeah got on the boat yes Um, sir so we also every every fish entered is an entry in our drawing so the cool thing is i have lined up uh some really heavy hitter sponsors um Yes. Kind of cool thing about this is it's, it's easy to approach people have be really hesitant to go to and, um, and, and ask, and they're like, Oh yeah, what do you want? <laughs> like mirror for example, Eric Bachnick, uh, super generous and uh, Waterloo rods just stepped up and um, you know, I got Z man and, and Bubba and toadfish and um. Gancho, and a um, lot of a lot of big names that have donated a product. And um, if anyone's listening to this and would like to get involved, I'll take them, um, big or small. If you scroll scroll down there, if you yeah, will, yeah,
1: I'll scroll down and get your. the, and sponsor you'll see list. the uh,
2: sponsors. Yeah, let me. Um, that. I have sponsors from from the biggest to the smallest, and um, even if you decide want to just get involved and put your
1: name on there. Um, I'll take it and I'll yeah. give it away. So salt strong speckled truth mirror lure, Bubba Blade Z Man CCA North Carolina Eye Strike Codefish, mm-hmm. Adams Groove Fishing Low Country Fishing Paper Apparel, Twitch Clip, which I like. I use them. A M mm-hmm. that's Texas company Spot Burn, yep. and then you got some of the guide release supporters. Yeah, so these are um, the guides
2: who have yep. sort of um, signed up to be recognized as as a guide that supports this initiative and and encourage release their fish yeah wayne so i had the opportunity to fish with wayne last last february well a year ago february and um out of um, port mansfield that was awesome oh yeah i loved it it's first time i ever wade fished and uh
1: got my personal best down there which is really cool totally different that was the whole thing that kind of kind of flipped my lid when i moved to texas was growing up in that marshland in the low country of georgia and the mud's up to your neck and uh Mm -hmm. you know and coming over here and seeing people in the bay systems and it's just like oh they're wading out there and that's what started my whole you know getting back into saltwater fishing again over here and and um all that good stuff and then led me into the kayak to expand my range so yeah you know uh you know it's super cool we have access to so many good fisheries i mean i can drive two and a half hours and just I either go fish Sabine area or I go down to Mansfield. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I'm 45 minutes from Rockport. I'm 40 minutes from Port O'Connor. I get I'm, off of work. I get off work, and in five minutes, I'm launched in in Lavaca Bay and Point Comfort chasing redfish right there. I'm jealous. <laughs>
2: I'm jealous. I, I really. I mean, it's it's amazing. Our our trout fishery, as you know, like from Georgia, Georgia's a little better maybe, but it ain't like Texas or Florida.
1: And in um, Virginia. Oh, oh, I had Virginia. I had no idea Virginia I didn't was either holding the hammers like that. There's this guy <laughs> um cloud break mods, metal, medel Medell, yeah, medel, um, medrano try- Yeah. I want to put I'm trying to get him to come on the show and talk. Yeah, but, you should. Um, he's a little, you know, I think he 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 started fishing later, but he's he's been killing it over there. Like, man, I gotta give him a shout out. You know, I, I had no idea that uh Virginia was holding the trout fishery like that I man yeah. it's insane
2: <laughs> so Madell's Mid- my man I mean he, he's the guy that hooked us up with the billboards did you see the billboards
1: yes he works yeah. for the Adams that's right I, yeah he I guess, works for Adams
2: and uh and that was his that was his doing man it was so cool that's awesome and he hit up awesome. the the Adams folks here in Charleston and got them here in Charleston and you know oh our guy, like the people who are on the billboards would literally drive two hours to Charleston and yeah. then pull their car over and cool. just wait.
1: And and like, get a or two Yeah. Get a too. yeah it, uh, really
2: cool though. I mean, and they're actually live again now. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, we're just, the, it's more of a generic um, um, image. It wasn't with like before we were featuring anglers. Yes. That, that was a little bit complicated to keep track of, but, uh, Madell said, "Hey man, we we just got it on the constant rotation in Virginia right now. It's going to be whenever there's availability, they're going to just run for indefinitely." So, oh, that is um, awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then um, also they're going to start running them here again in Charleston with our local, uh, like support of our local tackle shop, hadless, hadless Point. Oh, cool um, deal! So that's exciting. It's really really cool.
1: Yeah, and I I you know i've i've pushed it i've talked about it on the podcast before after our freeze we had and you know you know at first you know people you get a lot of people you know just the random comments like giving slack and all that throwing flack at you but you know there there's been a lot more support here lately and uh especially after that freeze we had you know i know you just mentioned mm-hmm. you know the uh from speckled truth you know i was glad to see them kind of you know, y'all jumped into collaboration uh and started that uh release uh you know, TX 2021 and kind of, yeah. you know, kind of just roll with the forget the, you know, over 20 part right now after this freeze. Let's let them all swim, you know. Yeah. So that was pretty cool to see that. And then Waterloo jumped on. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I'm a, I've am a been a big supporter of Jimmy and Waterloo. Great back guy. When I started and then I've got picked up and then I'm on their pro staff and, and fish with nice. Waterloo's exclusively. And they're a big supporter of the podcast also. Nice. So, yeah, I saw the logo you know, um,
2: and whatnot.
1: That, uh yeah i was just in there today they got me a um i just had a six four uh ultra mag made with a little shorter handle with a with a two-part real seat to get that you know yeah man it's gonna be able to fish it in the wind a little better and sling it and get real accurate with those casts with that one you know I, and, and on the kayak it, it, a smaller rod with a little shorter buddy and does help um a lot you know with maneuverability and all mm-hmm. that it's just, you just got to reach out to get it around the bow when you're fighting your fish so right. kind of weird with that but you know I can't say enough good things about them. And I was stoked to see when, when you, when they paired up and all this and got behind it, it it's, it, it was a good.
3: Good. Deal. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we, uh, I actually just had Jimmy make me a rod and, uh, I've used it for the first time last weekend. And I love it. Oh, which it's, one did you get? Um, you know, uh, it's carbon? a high end. It's the high end rod. I don't carbon know mag. Yes. Yeah, carbon mag. I think, yeah. uh, it's got the recoil guide split uh-huh. grip. Um, Medium light, fast tip. Yep. yep, it's it's a it's a it's a precision instrument. It's it sure a beautiful
1: rod, real lightweight. I Love you, it. Uh, you pair it with a um, a team lose light or a custom lose light. I, I'm partial to lose. So uh-huh. <laughs> the, the custom, the little small, like four point nine ounce one. Yeah, it's it's a deadly yeah. combo for slinging uh you know little twitch baits and and smaller plastics and stuff. And, and you downsize to like fifteen pound braid with like. 12 pound fluoro leader and mm-hmm. throw a little 16th ounce jig head or a little small, um, you know, twitch baits or something is super precise. So, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I, it won't be my like last, my uh, one of their rods. It's, it's <laughs> well, it's, cool. I'm glad to hear nice. this. <laughs> yeah, but the, um, that, that release 21 Texas thing, um, was that's it was kind of, we did a similar thing, um, in 2018 here where we, we had our last freeze in Charleston. We had six inches of snow or something like that. It was, it was. Uh, we were all really worried that we'd have a huge kill off. It turned out, you know, there's certain like it has to be cold for like in the mid 40s for like a, a a week or more for the trout to really die bad. And we dodged a bit of a bullet, but um, but that following year, our DNR made a their own campaign called um, "Let Them Spawn, Let Them Live." Yes. And basically said, "Let's all let our let all our trout go this year." Yeah. And um, Z-Man and iStrike combined to make a sticker that was like an outline of a trout. And it said release 2018 SC and um gave them away. We just we just we bought all the stickers and gave them away. And the, you, you drive around and see them everywhere. And, oh, awesome. <laughs> and people did it. I mean, they didn't keep fish that year. And I saw I wish I had it here to show you, but um, I have a lot of friends at the DNR and they do trammel net that survey. So they have statistical data that shows how much, how many fish are in the estuary and it's um, you can't argue with it. It's, it's statistics, right? It's um it's based on everyday sampling in random spots. And um, you know, there's, there's error limits around it, but the trends you can't deny. And you saw a drop off in 2018, a sharp drop off but in 2019 and beyond it spiked like really fast way way faster than a normal recovery because we have a freeze about every seven years here in charleston and if you go back over time you could see um with a chart, you could see how bad the fish got killed and how long it took to rebound and it was noticeably faster after 2018 and um when when this happened in texas you know I, i i had said something about well we did this in South Carolina. And um, Chris, Chris Bush was listening and he's like, hey, let's let's do this. And I said, great. I'm on board. Let's go. And so he had that art made up. And uh, I think he gave out three thousand stickers and I gave away not as many, like maybe over a thousand and um, just gave them away for free to people. And the thing is, like, if you if you all in Texas, if you just release every fish this year only, you will have. Order of magnitude more efficient in the years to come. Oh yeah, it's a small for sacrifice sure. to make for better fishing in the in the near term future. You know, and good thing you know I, I'm still getting a lot of quality fish submitted to the uh, program from Texas. So that, you know it wasn't completely devastating. There's still fish to be
1: caught. There's sure. still some out there for sure. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of getting the time. The redfish definitely are are taken to the brunt of the, the, they're getting getting a lot of pressure right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. Um, they're getting kind of skittish, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, yeah. They're just, uh, you know, let, let, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not keeping any of them either right now. I'm just trying to let them all go. And, you know, our flounder, our flounder fishery is definitely coming back pretty good too. You know, uh, last year, I probably caught more flounder last year than I had in the three years previous all put together. Do you, is it because they really, Do
2: you think you're stocking them there? In well, Texas they're too.
1: stocking them some, yeah, but just the um, they did impose some some slots, some closures during during the spawning time, their full mm-hmm. run and everything, and kind of limited them to two um that month, that span of time, and then this year it's actually it's actually shut down completely, which I was like, that's so weird because it was the best I've had it in many yeah. years was last year, so. so uh we'll see how that does (laughs) right
2: so i this year i started including flounder in release over 22 and participation has been awful Um, people don't want to release big fish and i'm trying to get the word out about those two and you know i love flounder to eat as much as anyone my wife Mm -hmm. loves them who doesn't but here's the fact about flounder males only reach at their very maximum about 13 and a half inches Yes, the females which, are. The which baby. means that in most states, every single fish of keeper size is female. So, when you keep all the females, what happens? Not a good thing. You well, know? then,
1: then, then the temperature of when they hatch comes into play to deciding what sex they will be. Exactly. Also. So, if you get a slight temperature deviation, like we have recently with some temperatures being a little milder in the winter did you have a lot more males and females being produced? Yeah. A lot of
2: little <laughs> flounder.
1: Yes. Um, yeah.
2: So it's, um, it's complicated, but I really believe that people need to start releasing at least some of the flounder that they catch, hopefully the big ones. Um, even if they don't just release some of them or don't, don't keep them all that you can, um, because they're all female exactly the, the keeper size everybody ones, to get on the that. eating size ones you know no one wants to keep a 14 inch flounder or 15 inch flounder there's no meat on it but um the you know the ones of good eating size are 100
1: female exactly for sure um, so yeah everybody listen up let's do that <laughs> we'll see how that goes yeah but uh yeah I mean, it, take, it takes some uh, to, uh s- submit a few here coming up uh closer yeah. towards the fall as i start you know, they start moving into some of my areas that I, I like to target for redfish and I'll start, it just be bycatch. But like I said, last year, I caught, I caught more just as bycatch chasing redfish than I did any of the past mm-hmm. three years. And some, and some pretty big ones too. I had, a uh, last fall, I think I had like eight or nine over 20 inches. Nice. Yeah, some, some good ones, which is yeah. pretty good. Cause I'm normally just not, I'm not fishing for them.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> So, uh, Yeah, I, just kind of look into it. We we just had we just had a, a bill, some bills here in South Carolina to to change um, to address the, the drop off in flounder, and it's been uh, really frustrating experience to see what goes on behind the scenes. It's um, it's it's not based on science, and it's not with the resource first. Um, so I don't really see flounder improving very much. Like this is a for example if you have a creel limit of 10 flounder um, per person per day and you reduce yeah. it to five, well, don't expect a damn bit of thing to change because um, people like myself and a, a lot of good anglers and charter captains that I know, if, if you ask them, what's the average number of flounder that you catch of keeper size in a trip, it's one or two.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So it doesn't matter if you go from 10 to five, you're never going to even hit right. five. Rarely, you know, maybe once a year would you hit five. Um, so it's not going to change. So, you know, it's it's frustrating, but um, uh, hopefully it doesn't come to the point like uh, North Carolina where they just have to shut the season down completely because it's in a collapse. But it's oh, probably man. where we're headed here in South Carolina, I'm guessing.
1: But it's just it's crazy that they that it has to come to that, you know, and and, and just people would rather, you know basically rape that resource and, and destroy it then then come together and and just grab an initiative by the horns and, and roll with it you know you know
2: I, uh, I don't really i don't know if i think that i don't think people are doing that on purpose okay i, I think yeah most people don't know that all those fish are female that's one thing
1: ah, i come they down also don't the,
2: know that there's a no. problem and i count myself as one of those even just a couple of years ago I, I was having a great fall for flounder i caught a lot of ones over well not a lot but I, I probably caught four or five over 20 inches kept them all i didn't think there was a problem with flounder numbers um from my perspective but once i learned um what was really going on from dnr i said i'm not just gonna i'm not gonna keep any more flounder and my wife was pissed <laughs> oh yeah test, yeah
1: because she's like what but i did the same I'm thing just, just trying
2: to do no. my part you know <laughs> trying to do my part let them go and
1: that's the part you know when it comes to education and and the teaching of this you know and and getting the information out there which is the with the release over 20 initiative which is a great tool to have and, and get that info out there that's mm-hmm. awesome yeah um, that's what
2: I'm trying to do I'm trying to get those facts out there and 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 also be able to back it up um, with research and, that, uh, and, yep. and if I don't know the answer I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna um, speculate. And yes. if I and if if someone comes to me with um, proof that I'm wrong, I'll I'll, I'll change my tune. But um, you know, I've had people say, "Well, this or that is false," and I'll show them the paragraph and the research paper <laughs> where I got it from, and they'll be like, "Oh, oh, no. okay, okay." Put put in mouth, put <laughs> in, in mouth. <laughs> or I'll stand down, you know. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's it's not you know it's not my guess. It's it's based on research, and I've learned a lot doing my own research. And um, you know, and like I said, like what the reason most of my research comes from the South Carolina um, DNR, which does an excellent yes. job with their research. But um, you know, like I said, a four a four year old trout in Charleston is twenty, but where you are, it's 20, 22, 23. 22, 23. So it's, um you know, the same, the same uh, generalities are true, but the specifics might be slightly different based, based on where you are in the country, you know, like, but I think it's probably true regardless that a 20 inch trout spawns 20 million eggs a year. Um, that's a lot. And the bigger they get, the more they spawn and the more, like I said, the, the more important their
1: genetics are. Exactly. Just like how it goes to show, um, in Texas, uh, it's a different fishery, but the bass fishery here with the Sherlunker program through uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife, it, it it takes those those fish and they 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 breed the the ones over thirteen pounds and uh you know they restock the fry. Um, Interesting. And and it's you know it, like you said, it's genetics in those fish, mm-hmm. and it just it grows bigger fish, and it, they they are a little more hardy and and strong and um the survivability rates a little higher on, on some yep. of the fish with them good genetics you know and it and goes and to a program a like example. that's really cool
2: our trout in charleston if it gets to be 45 degrees they die in virginia they they're still good at 45 degrees because those trout for generations have had colder water to survive in the in the the ones that have survived that colder water better mm-hmm. are propagating their genes and them those along. fish can tolerate colder water than ours can so i mean it, it it's um it's science
1: yes well cool deal man you know i i'm excited to have got you on here i was stoked when you said you'd come on the show so that's cool oh. i want everybody to hear the story about you know iStrike, strike how it started and then you know how it uh, the release over 20 uh, initiative started out so i hope everybody enjoyed the show um we certainly enjoyed having you on tonight and, uh, you know, I want to give you a chance to any shout outs to anybody or, or thank yous or, or for support over, you know, go ahead and, and then we'll wrap up here in a second.
2: Well, first of all, thank you. And, uh, you're welcome. I, I'm a fan of you and you're in Paddle uh, paddling fan and, uh, hope to get to meet you someday in person. Oh Yes, very, sir. Very cool. Uh, just, uh, I always try to give a shout out to, uh, to speckle truth, sort of our, um, our brother organization that, um, have really led the way and um, in conservation and, and sort of um, protecting the resource of, of big trout have a, a I have a great respect for all of those guys and um, they've been an inspiration to me. Also, I want to point out um, the empty stringers program, which is out of Port Mansfield, um, Wayne Davis and uh, Ernest Cisneros. Yes. Those guys. Um, and I tell us to everyone are, uh, model of rewarding people was inspired by those guys. You know, I fished with him, like I told you last year or a year ago, and was glad to participate in that program. And if you don't know about it, basically what they do is they say, Hey, if you want to participate in empty stringers, we're going to go fishing today. And if you release all your fish, uh, we'll give you a bunch of free stuff. And you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like a t-shirt, uh, koozies, uh, um uh, like a Yeti cup. It's, it's great. And then at the end of the year, they do a big drawing for a grand prize. And yes, I said, oh, that's brilliant. And that's, that's, that's the model I've been using. It's like, I, I'm not telling anyone, well, first of all, I'm not telling anyone that to keep all or to let go all their fish, you know, if you keep a few, that's fine. The same thing. Speckled truth says take what you need, release the rest, Yes, you know, keep a few. I'm just saying, let the big ones go. And, um, if you want to release them all, that's up to you, but I'm not telling you to do it. I don't even do it myself. I keep some fish to eat fresh. Oh, um, yeah. but, uh, I'm trying to be positive, be, you know, I'm trying to, to state fact factual information, uh, keep, keep the, the page and social media positive and, uh, reinforcing and try to show best practices and, um, not pile on people for, um, when they, Maybe are handling a fish in the gills and not realizing that they're they're causing a problem instead of bashing them for it, try to be put a positive spin on it. you know yes. they're trying to release their fish. you know, maybe next time you know try not to handle the gills, you know, try to handle it differently. things like that. and I'm just trying to be a positive force and I'm trying to reward people with a carrot instead of hitting them with a stick, you know what I mean? yep, <laughs> nobody wants sure. that and and nobody exactly. wants. Nobody wants more state regulations. Let's let's, as anglers, let's do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Let them go when it makes you know the science backs it up. There's a lot of real reasons to do it, and uh, even more that we didn't talk about. But if you follow our stuff, you know what I you know what I mean. Yes. And uh, um, and together, I th- I really think we can move the needle.
1: Definitely. So yeah, anybody out there, y'all listening, y'all watching? You know, I had this up earlier. I'll put it up there again. You follow follow along um, on the initiative at Release Over Twenty on Instagram and at I Strike Fishing. Um, and then there's a Facebook page for for both now. There's mm-hmm. a group. There's actually a Release Over Twenty group. That too. Yep. And then there's a Facebook page that you can go and like and then also on i strike Fishing, there's a there's a page there on facebook that you can go look them up and and like and follow along with their social media engagement and posts and uh see what's going on over there stay up to date and like you said uh hit up uh, i strike and uh you know slash release over 20 and it'll take you right to that page to submit Mm -hmm. the fish um, let's see. Let's see some more Texas entries. I, I don't want to see Virginia taking the top honor. We need uh, to get, yeah,
2: Virginia is dunking on you right now. <laughs>
1: yeah, we need
2: to, need to, you need to, to step it road. up. Yes, and sir, I Richard. know that you can, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's you don't have to go, uh, ice drake fishing slash release, just release.com. Ah, okay. We'll take you straight there. Take you straight there. Okay, yeah, cool. that's uh, that's a lot easier to remember and easier yes, to very much so. Then you can uh, go on
1: there and order some, some swag. You should have some, uh, some solar hoodies coming out soon. mm -hmm. I'll have mine. I'll order mine as soon as they come out. (laughs) Sweet. Thank you. (laughs) And then we'll have links and all this on the show description. Uh, when I post this and, uh, you know, we'll have the links down below on the, on the YouTube. If you're watching it there, you'll be able to see it. And then on the Facebook page, just check the links out in the, in the show description post and they'll all be there for you. Um, we'll get that done. And, uh, you Know thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks to for the show support, uh Waterloo Rods and Truchador and Co. And then all the other sponsors that support the podcast that are part of us, you know, Jig Masters, Pelican, Yak Gadget 153 Baits, Yak Attack, Rocktown Adventures, all that good stuff, uh Masters and and uh you know everybody that supports. And you know, we made the move to uh Waypoint TV, which will be our platform now, which is awesome. I just recorded with um tom roland there you go saltwater experience i just recorded with him at earlier today so right. i was like man i i was stoked that he reached out and he's like you know hey we got this we're all got this in common on waypoint and i was like well we want to have you on the podcast and he he was like really stoked to hear about like the tournaments and how we run them on a kayak and everything so it was it was really cool to get on there and and, and talk to him and uh hopefully get to meet him at icast later later mm-hmm. this year coming up and 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 uh I'll you be know, there. man. T- continue to grow this thing. I'm trying to make it. I'm gonna try to work it out. So I'm yeah. definitely trying to get there. You so you know, and you know, this would be possible without the listeners. So thank, thanks for everybody that tunes in and listens. Um, and you know, just uh, support this release over twenty initiative. If you're in the coastal areas and you target speckled trout and uh, hell, even put redfish in on that mix and flounder. Uh, you know, let them go, let them grow. And let's uh let's save this fisheries, you know, let's uh let's keep them healthy for for our our kids and the grandkids to enjoy just like we do. So mm-hmm. with that, we're gonna wrap it up. Thanks for tuning in to uh, the Chasing the Tide Saltwater
0: segment on Pal and Finn. We'll catch y'all next time.